It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Lightning bets before we wrap up the show here in the third and final hour of BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. I'm Chris Mack. Jim Rodriguez alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski still enjoying vacation, much needed rest and recuperation after a long season of football. GTFO or oh yeah, coming up in 20 minutes as well. Plenty of college basketball to talk about. Uh, We talked about the five different ranked teams going on the road against unranked teams on tonight's slate. NBA, as we talked about with Noops earlier, and uh, the second half of the season or the final third, I guess we could call it the stretch run getting started tomorrow night. And plenty of spring training baseball still on the way as well. That starts on Friday, but we're just five days away from the scouting combine. And we're starting to see the, the inklings that maybe something is up with what could be the first big domino to fall in the NFL offseason in Justin Fields. <gasps> he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. Here to talk about all of it, but specifically the on-field stuff and the guy who may be replacing Justin Fields from Pro Football Network. Follow him on social media at NFL Draft Study. NFL Draft Analyst Ian Valentino. Morning, Ian. How are you? And uh, how closely have you been watching Justin Fields' Instagram activity? <laughs> hey guys, doing well and uh, excited to join. I, I haven't really been uh, too keen on the Instagram stuff, but uh, you know, hey, I, I guess if I was him, I probably wouldn't want to see uh, all the posts about, oh, who should we draft number one? And it's right. going to be his replacement. So not not a great situation for him, I'm sure. Well, speaking of which, you did a pretty extensive study, video study on Caleb Williams that you posted the other day, 20 different plays and the headline jumps out, especially for Bears fans, I got to think, and football fans in general, the next Patrick Mahomes, question mark. Um, without giving it away, what did you think after doing a deep dive on Caleb Williams? And is this guy worth the, the first overall pick in the draft and worth the Bears sort of retooling and rebuilding around? Yeah, no, he's awesome. I mean, he's a, he's a rare talent. He's a very unique guy. Um, I think you look at his play style, his ability to create outside of the pocket, you know, you know, we've seen some of the Patrick Mahomes comparisons for over a year and you can see some of it, some of it, you can't ever predict that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, no one would have ever guessed Patrick Mahomes would become who he is now. It's like, so, you know, we can't hold Williams to that type of level, but you look physically what he can do, super accurate guy who can get outside the pocket, his ability to make throws across his body, these explosive down downfield throws um you know everything that you want to see is pretty much there if you watch it it's it's just it was a little bit tough this last year at usc usc wasn't really a great team this past year and so you know i walked away from that and saying okay is there stuff for him to work on sure he can be baited into throwing some interceptions against zone coverage you want to see more experience a little bit more poise um sometimes when under pressure a lot of that stuff is normal though you look at the, any of the top quarterbacks you're going to say hey they could do better against pressure like shocker like that's not breaking news it's why defenses throw pressure at guys so um really strong prospect overall i think his his biggest concerns to me are, are not 
you know, really on par with uh, with most number one picks. I think he's he's pretty rock solid. So I, I do think he'll be pretty easy decision, I think, at number one. Yeah, it's always kind of like when the obvious choice, uh, Ian, is in front of you, you're almost starting to convince yourselves either way. We had sort of a, 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 a what's going on moment when we see Cliff Kingsbury go over to Washington, be the offensive coordinator over there. Oh, does that mean they're trading him? We've heard some rumblings that Caleb Williams doesn't want to go to Chicago. Is that a fit for him? I mean, obviously they'll build that team around him, but where would be the best fit for him? Because I, I would think familiarity is what is what is what he would want. Yeah, I mean, if I'm him, I would probably rather go to Washington because, and it's not just because of Cliff. I think it'd be more so because of the playmakers. They have a pretty good pass blocking offensive line uh, compared to some of these other teams. Their receivers are terrific. Um, you could walk into a lineup that has, you know, Terry McLaurin, um, Curtis Samuel, if he's going to be back. Obviously, that's a team they have some talent in the, in the backfield, too. They, they need to improve their run blocking. And I do think a new offense will help with that, too. Uh, they're pretty bad at running the ball the last couple of years. But some of that is to do with scheme. Some of that's to do with talent. So but, it, you know, with Chicago, it just it is what it is. Like, I don't think that we're ever going to see another Eli Manning situation. I don't know that that's ever going to be possible. I don't know that teams will be strong armed in that type of way. Uh, just the way that the NFL is set up, teams have the vast majority of power uh, between the franchise tag, between, you know, the rookie rights and how that works. If he refuses to play for Chicago, they're going to get a ton in a trade, even if it's from number one to number two. Um, that could be a little bit interesting to see. Maybe that they could work something out there. But if that happens, you got to love whoever's number two. So if your number two is Drake May, your number two is Jaden Daniels, you have to really be sure. Because otherwise, you have to basically tell Caleb Williams, hey, man, it, it, it just is what it is. You're going to be coming here. Or you could sit out the year and enter the draft next year, which that's not going to be an option. NFL draft analyst Ian Valentino from Pro Football Network with us. Follow him on social media at NFL Draft Study. Um, the odds to be second overall pick, if I look them up right now, Drake May still the favorite at minus 160. But then we get into Jaden Daniels, and the buzz is getting louder and louder about Jaden Daniels. Um, you know, I think as, as Mina Kimes put it yesterday, there's a little bit of Wiley e. Coyote aspect to his game where occasionally he runs into the cliff that's been painted to look like a tunnel. Um, but plus 170 is still decent value maybe if you think that Washington's going to look at him and look at him as a guy who Cliff Kingsbury, like you just talked about, can develop at quarterback rather than maybe a guy who doesn't have as much ceiling. I don't know. What is the thought about ceiling and floor as it pertains to May and Daniels and what we may see at two and three, Ian? Yeah, you know, I think we're all still a little bit too low on Drake May. I think that from the media standpoint, where we've seen this recent shift is it makes sense that Jaden Daniels would be the favorite of folks just watching now. So there's a lot of people in the media who they cover the NFL and then we get to the offseason and then they catch up and then they're watching now to see what happened back in the fall. And so thankfully, you know, in my position, I was opposite. Right. So I was watching these guys during the season every single week. And then now at this point, it's just creating content about that. And so having seen these guys, you know, several times over, I've seen these games several times. It's like, it's not shocking to see what Jaden Daniels does. And what Jaden Daniels did was really impressive, but it also took him four or five years to get to that point in his career 
where he was such an excellent player, which is, it's an amazing growth. And he deserves a ton of credit. Like if you went back to what he was way back um, at Arizona state, you would have never guessed that he'd become what he did last year. Like that was an, an incredible year, but he also had two first round picks at receiver. He also had pretty good offensive line and a really advantageous schedule and situation. Like the offense was basically built around him spreading the field. And if he doesn't throw the deep ball, he's basically going to run. And so it was exciting and it's good, but we've seen guys like that, like Kyler Murray and some of these other guys come into the league and it's a little bit tough for them to transition. Like there's, there's going to be a transition period because the spacing's different. The talent around him, he'll probably never play with two good as receivers as he did as at LSU. Most NFL teams have one pretty good or really good receiver. And then everyone else like kind of falls in line beneath that. You don't have two number ones like he had at LSU. You look at Drake May. He didn't have that type of talent around him. He had a couple guys who might be in the NFL around him. He played in a pro-style attack. He was under center a lot. He had typical dropbacks, resetting the eyes, stuff that you really want to see and stuff that evaluators still really value in the NFL. And I think that he's a slam dunk number two, in my opinion. I, I don't, I don't, and I like Jaden Daniels. I just don't think that he's someone that I would fully trust because his physical tool set isn't quite where Drake Mays is. Now he's a better runner. He's instantly one of the top five runners in the position in the NFL, but we've seen that with Justin Fields, right? Like it, you got to be more than that. You have to be a great passer first and foremost, and then it's becoming a good runner um, or being a good runner. So it's like Lamar Jackson's great because he's a really good passer first and foremost, but then he's also a great runner. So Daniels could get there, but I don't think that it's as easy as saying like Drake may, I think for him, he could be, you know, I, I really compare him to probably like a, a Justin Herbert type. So he's got a huge arm, 6'4", 230, you know, that type of range. He can move pretty well for his size. Like, it's surprising that he's actually that big. Um, great arm. It's just it didn't always look pretty for him because that offense was, you know, it, it, it asked a lot of them. They really put him in a situation, I think, that projects really well. So if I'm, if I'm Washington, for me, he's the pick. So, Ian, if, if you believe in the theory that the first three picks – are going to be quarterbacks. It'll be Caleb Williams and then a combination of May and Daniels at two and three. Arizona, I think you go with Marvin Harrison, I would think, in the wide receiver room. So what's who is the next quarterback and where do they go? And, and, and what are your next three kind of quarterbacks there? Because at that point, it starts becoming a little bit of a crapshoot and you start having some fun there. Yeah, I think four, like that discussion at four really gets interesting. Um, I'm with you. I think Marvin Harrison makes a lot of sense for them. They grabbed their left tackle last year from Ohio State, Paris Johnson, go back to Ohio State, just take the top receiver in the class. I think that's pretty, makes a lot of sense. There's not like a dominant edge rusher in this class, and that would be the other position I'd be looking at for Arizona. So um, not having even the option, it doesn't make sense to force a pick, just take the best receiver. Um, the quarterbacks are interesting. The quarterbacks, I think the NFL likes J.J. McCarthy a lot more than a lot of the media does. Um, I can see it. Physical tool, tool set is really strong with J.J. McCarthy. He's got a great arm. He can get outside the pocket. He's a really good scrambler. He wants to throw the ball. Uh, there's reasons that you're concerned, too. Michigan blew out a bunch of teams. They had a really weak schedule for the majority of last season, so he didn't play in a lot of fourth quarters. They were dominating everybody. Um, they didn't ask him to do a ton. And then when they did, in general, he played pretty well. He had a couple rough moments down the stretch, but 
again, it's just like with Caleb Williams, like you're going to have that. You're going to have guys with warts. You're going to have a very small sample size that we're taking from at times and putting too much value on that small sample size. Like you've got two or three years of a starting career in college. And because of that, you only play a couple important games a year anyways, when you're a team like Michigan. So like, you're then boiling it down to like two or three throws of a whole season. And it's like, well, that might've gone the other direction if you did it again. So um, I like McCarthy. I, th I, I think for sure he will be quarterback four. Um, I think the question then is who's QB five and six and where do they go? So is it Michael Penix Jr.? Does he go in the first round or is it Bo Nix? And so for me, I think Bo Nix is actually more likely to go before of those two guys. I think Bo is going to be a first round pick. I have him as a first round value. I think Nix is a pretty good player. He had a rough senior bowl, which you don't love to see, um, but he's an accurate guy. He's really talented physically. He can get outside the pocket, has a strong throwing arm. Uh, he doesn't really manipulate the ball as well with touch like you'd want to see. Um, and you start to see that delineation between someone who projects as like a pro bowl or all pro type of quarterback with the first couple of guys and someone who could be a solid starter, someone that you can win with, almost like a Brock Purdy. You can win with him for sure, yeah. but you have to have a really good team around him. That's Bo Nix to me. I think Penix is kind of in that same discussion. Like he's kind of in that, you know, Brock Purdy to a Tungabaloa type of talent. Um, to me, I think that's probably more of like a second round pick nowadays. And, and he's tough because Penix is older. He's got a ton of injuries in his history and his general play against pressure is not good. So, he doesn't really have the movement ability. He's not super athletic. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He's great at throwing deep, but he's not necessarily great at throwing with a ton of velocity. Um, so I think those are going to play into things. And I think the, the question becomes is, is it going to be Penix or is it going to be Spencer Rattler? Because Spencer Rattler has the tools. That's the tools guy. So, and he's got a ton of experience, but his film was ugly because he's playing in a place that didn't have the same surrounding cast as Washington. And he wasn't, you know, he's playing the SEC. And, like, there is some credence to that to say, like, we're on a less talented team in a more difficult conference. It wasn't always pretty. So, but I do like Rattler. I think he's shown a lot of maturity, especially off the field. And uh, he's kind of talked about, like, humbling himself. And I think that's really important to him. So, uh, I, th I think the big question for me is who goes, where does Bo Nix go? And then who's the next guy? I would guess it's going to be in the second round. So that that leads into the the question I was going to ask you before before we let you run here, Ian. Ian Valentino, Pro Football Network at NFL Draft Study on social media because I haven't seen this number posted yet. But as we get closer to the draft, it will get posted, and that's the number of first round quarterbacks um, in about forty five seconds. If you had to put a number on it, are are we over four and a half? Over? Do we get six? We don't get six first round quarterbacks, do we? No, I, I think I'd go over because you're going to bank on Knicks being five. So I would go with the over there. Ian, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. Uh, we'd love to check back in with you as we do get closer to that draft uh, in May. Uh, and we'll keep, we'll go. If have if people haven't checked it out yet, like I said, at NFL Draft Study on social media, go see that Caleb Williams breakdown. And we'll keep an eye out for more video breakdowns as well. Great. Thanks so much, guys. Yep, Absolutely. Um, that's interesting to me, J-Rod. We're talking maybe yeah. maybe middle to late first round for McCarthy and Knicks, and then maybe even Rattler going before Penix in the second round. That's, I think, we'll see how it shakes out during the combine starting next week, but this is where the workouts come into play, right? The film study uh, from last year's college football season. 
Coming Giants up. may need a quarterback, too, at six. Watch out. Oh, if they draft and move up, maybe, uh, or excuse me, trade and move up, that could be a play, maybe, for the Giants. Lightning bets before we wrap up. But coming up, GTFO or O. Yeah, we bring Mario and that uh, hair with his mom's conditioner back into the fold next on BetQL Daily.